Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor. It's Saturday afternoon, doing some errands around here. Thought I'd try to do a quick podcast. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is I heard that there was an announcement. I don't know if it was yesterday or today. Watched bits of a video about how Wizards of the Coast uh, is planning on releasing another Dungeon Master's Guide. It sounds like they're going to release the whole core set. I mean, it doesn't make any sense not for them to do that. Next year is going to be the 50th anniversary. And, you know, they're going to be trying to rake in on the bucks of just that, just with with the 50th anniversary coming up. And, you know, I don't blame them for doing that, but hopefully the content that they're talking about uh, is uh, worth looking at. I, so, okay, before we go any further, I guess I should... This might be a little bit more of a negative one than I usually do. Uh, just because I'm not a big fan of Chris Perkins or Jeremy Crawford. I never had an issue with Jeremy Crawford until recently, but Chris Perkins, never been a fan of. I I can't tell you exactly why. I mean, I disagree with some of the stuff he thinks, you know, his philosophies about things. That's neither here nor there. I don't have a problem with people, you know, having different philosophies. That's just part of life. But I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. He's just one of those guys I look at and, and um, I don't know, just kind of want to punch him in the face a little bit. Um, of course, I'd never do that, but I don't know. I just have that visceral reaction when I see him on screen. But him and Jeremy Crawford were talking about the development of this new uh, DMG guide. Now, the funny thing is, is throughout this video, now, granted, I didn't watch the whole thing, just watch pieces and parts, but the pieces I did, they kept on... Um, talking about how this was fifth edition, like they they were tr- like Chris was talking about something, but Jeremy was like, "This is going to be a fifth edition product." Like he had to keep on uh, reminding Chris that you know this is this is our product line or the 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 stance that we're taking on this, even though it's really five point five or D and D next or whatever the hell they you know it'll actually become. They want to try to reinforce that it's 5th edition. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, one of the big things that uh, Chris was talking about is ch- changing the layout and I and, and the content of the DMG. Now, it's been a long time since I've cracked open the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons uh, book. I, I use the adventure development um, section that's kind of... Kind of in the middle back, but other than that, I don't refer to it too much. And I, if I remember correctly, I think one of the very first chapter, if it's not the first chapter, is how to develop a campaign. Now, if you're a beginning dungeon master, this is not going to be helpful. This is not the kind of information you're going to need. And that was one of the things Chris was talking about. They have to be more friendly to new dungeon masters and people coming in. And they do. I, I don't think the book is that friendly to it. Uh, they have to bring in new folks. Hopefully they could do it without um, isolating or, or basically insulting their past customers. It seems to be, I don't know, a theme for um, corporations these days. They almost insult their current customers to try to get new ones. I don't know why that is. seems like a stupid way to do it, but... If anybody will, will do it, I mean, Wizards of the Coast has definitely, uh, you know, has tried to basically assassinate. I can't blame this 
directly on Wizards of the Coast, probably more Hasbro than Wizards of the Coast, but uh, about, you know, trying to uh, assassinate the brand. But anyways, uh, so with this new, because they're thinking there's going to be a whole new influx of players that come in through this because of the movie, because of the 50th 50th year anniversary. I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll bring in, because I don't think the movie's going to bring in as near many people as... Uh, they think, but I don't know what they think either. Um, I, you know, I have no comment on the movie. Didn't see it, and and it's nothing to comment about that movie. I haven't seen any of the D and D movies. I mean, I I haven't. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't even watched them. I've been curious enough, curious enough to watch them. Um. So, uh, but the the I don't think they're gonna catch lightning in the bottle like they did with other stuff i mean the D movie okay fine but it's coming on the tail end of i'm calling it fifth edition it's coming on the tail end of fifth edition fifth edition is a dying edition right now as far as i'm concerned uh they have to rejuvenate it by coming out with something different so this movie's coming in at the end of it and then of course right after their um Rectal cranial inversion, for those of you who don't know that medical term, means head up their ass moments when they tried to cancel the OGL and thought putting Kyle Brink on media was a good idea. Um, they, they will get new people because of it, though. And the first chapter probably shouldn't be covering campaign development. Uh, probably have to be a little bit more friendly to to folks who don't know the know the stuff because i mean think about it fifth edition while it was it was a good good edition and i did like it for what it was i mean i'm i never trash talked for anything um but uh it caught lightning in the bottle the old tired expression when it you know uh critical role became the mega success that it became kind of changed and actually changed the way people gamed in, in some ways and it changed the way people view gaming now it's become sort of a spectator sport too like you know how many uh views do those things get and how many um role playing or uh, live plays are, are getting lots of views because people love watching it uh and then of course stranger things too big you know the biggest kind of hit of the 2010s on cable pretty much or one of them at least maybe not as big as game of thrones uh but i mean game of thrones in its own way kind of probably lent to people coming over to the game too because of its popularity but stranger things and and critical role being kind of like the top of their heap in their specific media featuring of course role playing to help develop funnel people into the game I don't see them. I don't see them. The the movie doing that. However, let's go back to it. The new people that are still going to be coming in are going to need to uh, know how to run a game and how it goes, and 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 not just to build a campaign. Building a campaign is is definitely uh, something important, but maybe teach them how to run a quick adventure. I I was watching. Uh, what was it? A, Dragon, Dragon's Discourse, Dungeon's Discourse. This Scottish uh, lady who does uh, a YouTube channel, and I'm getting some of the, getting a lot of this information from her. Also, I watched her earlier today, so I definitely am uh, 
getting my source material, a lot of my source material from her. But then I went back and watched a little bit of the, the video for what I could. It was it was difficult to watch. Um, but her video is very informative. And uh, uh, she was, it was interesting. She made the point about that um, it would be good for them to have like a small, short adventure within the Dungeon Master self or even a starting village. And I think that would be great. I mean, they did that in the, uh, what was it, the Minds of Fandelver. You know, I, I still say it's one of the best starting starter sets or, uh, you know, for, for RPG and everything. But the adventure was for a beginning, for a beginning um, Dungeon Master, it definitely had a lot of complexity to it. To us old school guys loved it, you know, thought it was kind of cool, all the different little factions, all the... You know, you had an entire village already kind of set up for you. And, you know, it was sweet how it was set up. Maybe this time scale that back a little bit and just maybe have a couple, uh, you know, the famous, you know, micro-adventures. I mean, some people call, I mean, what was, some people call them the five-room dungeon or whatever. Uh, just something short for a DM to kind of get his toes wet, figure out the rules, how they work and play. And, you know, because let's face it, most of the stuff is about combat in there and learn how to do combat and learn how when it's appropriate with rules. And also one of the things that could be helpful in a uh, GM's, the DM's guide too, is just uh, maybe some techniques on handling players. I know I'm not going to this whole psychology guide on how to deal with players or, you know, the different personalities. No, nothing like that. But like what are some good techniques so just some basic techniques to use if maybe players having difficulty in the game or the player is difficult in game for both scenarios have a few techniques gms can try out because you know a lot of these you know a lot of the new gamers are going to be younger so you want to be able to give them some guidance in that uh and then the the organization of the book they were going to change it. And Chris Perkins said something along the lines that they, he wished it was better organized or, or whatnot. And I get that. I mean, they had a lot of time to play test. They had, you know, I don't know how long it was in pre-production. So I, I don't know that you had a lot of time to kind of fiddle with it. Uh, but I mean, I don't know who a creator who doesn't create something. And then when it gets released, thinks that, Oh, I could have did this better. I could have did this better. It's just nature of the beast of creation. But they're, they're going to change the way they do create to help out beginner GMs. And then they was talking about, <laughs> I don't know what, what he was really talking about. It was kind of baffling. And even even the uh, Dungeons Discourse was lady was, was saying, Chris Perkins was talking about, and if you want to find something quickly, we're going to have it in alphabetical order in the back of the book. And, and, she even brought, and I'm thinking, isn't that just an index, you know, and it's, and that's that's what she brought up, so I thought that was funny. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he, you know, he's never seen one. He just he almost acted like it was a new thing. I don't know. Maybe I misinterpreted that, but it was just kind of it was the way he said it. It was just kind of on. So let's hope that'll work out. Now they're they're going to be adding more monsters, but I guess that's going to be in a monster manual. They didn't mention about releasing a new monster manual. How they're going to release new monsters without a new monster manual, I have no idea. But I'm assuming that that's what they're going to do because they were talking about 
having a little bit of a thin area on higher level monsters. <coughs> like there's, I, I, you know, I guess when you get a higher level, it's like many campaigns, even in old school campaigns, a lot of folks don't play high level campaigns. And so the, the need for higher level folks or higher level creatures probably isn't as prominent. And then plus when you get into higher level creatures, they tend to be more unique type of creatures. So there is not going to be, uh, uh, you know, 10 different goblinoid uh, races to choose from. There might be, you know, one goblinoid creature to, to pick from that are in there. But I guess they're going to fill in some gaps in some of these, I guess, they, you know, what do they call them? Uh, challenge levels of, of adventures, which is cool. I mean, any content, monster content, I'm always game for. Uh, hopefully they put more lore. They were... T they were <laughs> All right, the other thing that was brought up too was the multiverse of the of the Dungeons and Dragons world. So now they're going to be so they're going to be able to use this so they're just basically, you know, uh taking a page from the comic books and uh just so they can fuse together Greyhawk and Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance and what other campaign worlds they decide to mesh together and do that. I have absolutely no interest in that. Uh, I mean, it's a marketing thing that they they need to do if they're gonna run, if they're gonna continue with content, and if they want to have it kind of mesh together. I, I don't see it as a necessity. I think all of them could be um, on their own, but I don't run a company, so I don't know what the plan is for that. And I don't know if Wizards of the Coast has any clue what they're doing either, but. I guess combining them all together makes sense to them since they own them all. Uh, so that is going to be one of those things. But let's see what they do. Uh, again, it's not coming out till sometime next year. I am. Uh, I won't be waiting on pins and needles for it. I don't even know if I'll buy it. And who knows how they're going to uh, allow you to purchase it. Are you going to have to purchase it on D&D Beyond and a PDF? Are you going to have to, you know, because I know they're doing some bullshit stuff with, with how to purchase things. And, I mean, they make it, I'm already not inclined to buy stuff from Wizards of the Coast after all the bullshit they, they pulled. I was, even though I may have not played 5th Edition all that much, I always wanted to, you know, support some good products that they put out. Uh, but now, because of what they did, eh, not so much. They've kind of, uh, you know, soured me. I mean, I'm not going to let somebody point the gun at me and then put it back in their holster and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Eh, no, no. But we'll see how it, how they release that. I'm kind of curious if they're going to make it more difficult, more exclusive ways to buy it. I, I don't know. Um the only way I'd buy it now, I, you know, I'm saying this now. I may change my mind, because uh, I, because if I'm going to talk about something, I like to be able to read it before I say too much about it. Uh, but uh, maybe secondhand. And that um, I don't know if I would go to my local game because I really don't have a local gaming store that I go to. So uh, maybe Amazon or. One of the many other distributors online, maybe through Noble Knights or something like that. I'm not sure yet. But anyways, ah, but now on to talking about some better things. Mm -hmm. 
All right, let's talk about some good stuff. You know, uh, let is talk about Shadow Dark RPG. I really digging this new system. Uh, Kelsey released the PDF yesterday. I believe it was was it Friday? Yeah, it was yesterday. I was finally able to download it to you know, later. I guess this afternoon. I didn't get a chance to look through it a lot, but a little bit, and all the different content that she's added. And I, I'm uh, really going to enjoy writing some adventures for this. So the one I got, I got the $109 pledge in there. So I'm getting the rule book. I'm getting, I think it's four or five adventures. And then three zines and character cards, I believe. And some monster cards, I think. Uh, I don't know if those are just on PDF or not. All that stuff I got on PDF, and then, and then when they go to ship stuff, uh, I will get that whenever it gets shipped out and everything. So that'll be fun. I just gotta find a game and write some more for for that, and uh, go from there. the The fun thing about this one is it, it's it's not. I'm I'm looking at ways to prolong the game the game seems very um beer and pretzel style which is fun that's great but i I like to have a little bit more of a serious tone not too serious but a serious enough tone that it kind of has some some legs on it that i can run for a while and i'm not saying that you can't run a beer and pretzels things for a long time but for my style of play uh i like to have it a little bit longer and then and then i have to work my head around the whole um treasure xp thing i had no problem doing that with uh any of the other systems like with my old school essentials i did that for games i always experiment with experience points i don't know if i've run experience points the same in the last i don't know half dozen campaigns i've run i've always kind of played with the the way to give out experience the last campaign um i ran i wanted the characters to have a fast track of experience points because i wanted them to be able to do some of the cooler stuff at at higher levels i didn't want them kind of lingering lingering in third level land for you know months at a time i wanted them to be able to get to some of the cool stuff uh and be able to use it in game become you know become a a significant force within the world but you know still be still be one roll away from getting its ass their ass kicked to it so uh so the way the the shadow dark works is they have a 10 to get you the first level you get 10 experience 10 experience points will get you to the first level and then when you go to second level you drop down to zero again and then you you have to get 20 experience points and then it you know kind of goes up from there on how to gain experience points now, the way they have it, treasure is the driving force of experience points. For every 100 gold pieces, because they use a gold standard, I'd switch it to silver pieces for my game. Uh, for one every 100 gold pieces of treasure that they get, they get one XP. So if they find, and this is for the whole party, this isn't an individual, um, individual XP. So if they find 100... Uh, gold piece pearl everybody in the party will get one xp this is the way it's written of course everybody's got to change it to suit their um their game uh, but i just kind of have to because it's such a low 
experience point. It's funny, even though it equates to the same, I have, uh, you know, when you have a thousand experience points, you know, you got two more, a magnitude of what, hundred more to, to play with, where this one you've got one through 10. But I kind of like that too. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, against uh, having that. So I'm going to mess around with that. I'm going to play it as written when I first start running this, just to see how it plays out. Cause I've never really, I, I've never run a game yet of, of shadow dark been in two games of it so far. Um, but I want to see how that works in play. It might work perfectly fine with my game. I don't know. I'll just have to see. Cause I'm not a big, I'm not a Monty Hall guy. There's not a lot of, of, uh, magic to be found. Um, in my games. I mean, there's enough, but sometimes when you find magic items, you got to be really desperate sometimes to use them because of sometimes the consequences that happen. Um, but I believe that, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, Matt Finch's game. I mean, he's, he's done spectacularly well with his wizards of the coast re-release. Uh, it's coming out. Well, I think it's got a couple days left, but it's over a hundred I think it was last time I saw it was 112,000. Amazing. Good job, Matt. I mean, kicking ass on that. Also, I hope, uh, I'm looking forward to that one coming in. I mean, Swords and Wizardry was my original go-to game when I first kind of got into the OSR. I, that was the one I kind of, you know, played around with a few, but that was the one that seemed to, to uh, suit me the best so I'm looking forward to a new new version I don't know how new it's going to be I think it sounds like it's going to be similar if not pretty much the same just different layout maybe some some different doodads added on you know Matt I'm sure will present something that's going to be uh, well worth the investment and again with his I kind of I did the all-in version I don't know how much that one was uh, but well, you know, I, I think he's got a couple zines in there and a couple add-ons that are definitely, I think, worthwhile. So that's what I'm going to be focusing my time on in the next uh, year, I think. I know, like, Black Flag's coming out. And I know the, uh, I forgot what the other, Orc is coming out. But I got to say, I'm just not, I, I kind of like what we have. I like OSC. Got my OSC books. Got my, I'm going to have Swords and Wizard new version. I got Shadow Dark. Now, I got three systems right now that I really enjoy. Uh, that I, I don't, I'm not going to really need a fourth or fifth edition in the same kind of genre. I mean, if it was like a, a different genre, like say it was a orc system for post-apocalyptic gameplay then i then i probably might be interested in it but i don't know if i'm i'm going to be that interested in the, in the new versions you know they might be great though I, I don't know they might be really really fun to play but uh all right guys that's it from for me today uh, i gotta go get my i said i was gonna run errands i still haven't done it i just been sitting here parked so all right guys take care roll better than me and we'll talk soon